Hello everyone, welcome to Tiki Taka Football. My name is Jaden and this is Ben. We'll be analysing and discussing everything about football every Tuesday and Friday. Today we'll be looking at the weekend's football fixtures and the midweek Champions League games. Right, where do you want to start then? The big game tonight? Uh, I think it has to be, I think. Uh, and then we start with sort of how bad Man United are at the minute and who exactly is to blame? Right, okay. Um, well, should we start then with the Brighton game this weekend? The the, uh, the wonderful game in which Brighton uh, Brighton beat United three uh, one. It's a very worrying start for United at the moment. Five games in, three losses, two wins. I think I think it is a little bit sort of all made out of nothing, really. Uh, I think United were in a similar sort of position last season. Mm. Um, I think this week I've seen a lot of people calling for Ten Hag to be sacked, uh, which it would just be the worst possible thing that United could do at this yeah, stage. Uh, it'd be another step backwards. The whole United being sacked situation. Oh, United being sacked. Ten Hag being sacked. The uh, who'd you get in is the question. If if he was going to be sacked, just hypothetically, you sack tomorrow. Who'd you bring in? Yeah, exactly. I saw. I had some people asking for Deserby, but. Mm. He's not going to leave Brighton. Yeah. They're, they're playing some of the best football in the country. In the world, even, could say. I saw a, um, I saw a stat that they're, uh, they've got like the highest goals or shots on target since Deserby joined um, Brighton. And, uh, yeah, they're playing amazing football. They're also um, like unbelievable, like bottom to top with the club. It's just unbelievable, Brighton. There, uh, you wouldn't want to leave there where they're on the rise, especially someone at United, where even with a decent manager, and it's clear that there's worse problems underneath. But yeah, but well, should we have a look at some of the stats then from the United versus Brighton game? Yep. First of all, I think United in the first fifteen minutes or so were actually the better team. They were passing the ball well. Had Brighton really under the cosh. Uh, I was pretty positive after the first 10-15 minutes and then the goal went in. And this seems to be United's biggest problem at the moment because Spurs and the Arsenal game, maybe not the Arsenal game too much, because Arsenal were definitely the better team in the first half, especially in the Spurs game. United were the better team for the first 20 minutes. As soon as uh, Tottenham start to put them under pressure, getting a, they get a goal themselves. United just seem to lose their heads. I don't know what it is with United at the moment, but there's no... Um, uh, there's no seem to be any. It's like as soon as a goal goes in, the heads drop, and that's it. They just seem to uh, have no idea what's going on after that. But but yeah. Um, so some statistics from the. Uh... So United had a 0.96 expected goals with one big chance and 86% pass accuracy, whereas Brighton had a 1.7 expected goals with three big chances and 91 passing accuracy. It's not looking good from a United standpoint when it comes to uh, especially playing at home. It's quite... I think the uh, the big turning point in that game was the the goal that Man United had disallowed. Mm. Um, I guess you're, you're inches away, really, from having an equaliser. Less than. Is an equaliser? Yeah, it was for 1-1. One, one. I think if it goes to one-one at Old Trafford, yeah, I, you only really see one winner mm. there. Uh, I think with the crowd behind, 
got that momentum, United probably going to win it. Uh, it felt like a bit of a momentum killer, didn't it? United seemed to be pushing back. It was starting to swing in their way right before half time. Hoyland gets his first goal at Old Trafford, and then it just comes full circle. Absolutely nothing. Centimeter in it. It was out 100. percent I've had a look. First impression. I was having a screaming ad dad, but looking back at it now, it definitely was out. This grass, you can see the grass in between the ball and the uh, the line, and it was out. It's a fair decision. Um, my biggest worry at United at the moment is Rashford. He seems to, um, I don't know whether it's an ego thing, whether it's a, I want to be the main man or what, but he's, he's letting the team down in his performances. He had a point. 03 expected assists at the weekend uh, for a winger is pretty worrying. If you compare that to Salah's against Wolves, granted different game and whatnot, he had a 1.4, uh, 1.47 expected assists. Um, so it's worrying. I remember there was one point in the game where um, Rashford has the ball on the um, just on side of the touchline and Regulon overlaps him looking for the ball and instead of uh, knocking it onto Regulon so he can get across into Hoyland, instead Rashford turns away back inside and then turns back again and runs in the same direction as Regulon and it's just a waste of chance. You could have easily been passing the ball around uh, and created a chance there but they, again they lost the ball. So I think Rashford needs to be looked at here whether he needs to be dropped or I'm not sure that's down to Ten Hag but Yeah, I think uh, at the minute Rashford is probably one of the biggest sort of purple patch players. Mm. I guess I think like two three seasons ago, you know, he was he wasn't in the team. He was nowhere to be seen. Uh, he, he was going through sort of the worst one of the worst sort of phases in his career. But then last season he explodes back on, and you know he scores scores loads of goals for United, and you know helps them to, to achieve. Uh, Champions League qualification and lifts the Carabao Cup. Um, I think there's no doubt in he's probably still one of the best players in the league. Uh, he just, whether it's sort of, he lives with Man United's hopes sort of on his shoulders at the minute. Um, whether that's sort of adversely affecting him, I don't know. Hopefully maybe with sort of Hoyland coming in, he can sh- sort of share some of that responsibility. Um, but Obviously, sort of at the minute, on the right side of the United team, there is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Sort of all the all, all the off-field issues with uh, Greenwood, with with Sancho, and with Anthony. Um, you sort of got three wingers there that United at one point sort of would have been in that in that on that right side of the uh, of the attack, uh, and they don't have sort of any of them really to call upon at the minute. Um, so I do think Rashford is sort of at being uh, adversely affected by that, mm. um, but I do I do trust that Rashford will come good again. Um, mm. I hope he will because he's in my fantasy team anyway. <laughs> my question is though, if Rashford isn't scoring goals, what is he actually contributing to United? That's the problem. He doesn't really. He's not a winger that will cut back and cut, getting across. He's he's very much a take a man on and have a shot. And that works when you're locked in. And last year, his luck was evidently in. His confidence was up and he was he was banging in goals left and right. But even last year, when his best career um, 
uh, best season in his career. Sorry, he he wasn't. Uh, he had purple patches within that, that where he wasn't scoring goals and he wasn't playing as well. That's the problem. I feel like Rashford. He, if he's not contributing goals, I'm not even sure what he actually contributes to United's win. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to be dropped just yet. As so, what do we think with the uh, the Bayern Munich game tonight? Uh, I think it's one of those games that if you do go and pick up a result tonight, um, a lot of it will probably perhaps sort of flitter away yeah. into nothing. This sort of all, all the talk this week, and all of a sudden it'll be you know United are on the up again. Uh, I do worry for United though tonight. Um, I just had a look at their squad earlier that have travelled to Bayern Munich, uh, and it's just. It doesn't look like a team that's going to be able to put up much of a fight tonight. A uh, I think looking at it, you you had more goalkeepers than defender uh, centre defenders, really? central defenders, um, which is a concern. Uh, and I just think Bayern at the Allianz Arena are just will 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 win tonight. Yeah, so I think obviously with it, for me anyway, it'll be the first time seeing. Harry Kane in a Bayern Munich shirt, so I think it'll be. I'm excited to see sort of how he's how he's sort of fitting into that uh, Bayern setup. Uh, but then sort of outside of Kane, they've just got so much quality uh, that I think Man United won't be able to cope tonight. Um, I still think the Man United will get out of that Champions League group, but I do think I can't see them beating Bayern Munich tonight. No, it's definitely a worrying sight on face value for sure. Um, I just want to have a look at Bayern Munich's most recent team uh, selection because they drew two all, was it, with um, Bayer Leverkusen this weekend? Um, who Bayer Leverkusen are actually doing very well so far in the uh, Bundesliga. With um, so. Yeah, they've. Um, we're looking at the team now, and no one really had an amazing uh, rating, to be honest. But they've still got an insanely good team with midfield of Koretka, Kimmich, and Muller. Nabri and Sane are still, they're flying, aren't they? Especially, I saw Sane doing really well this season. Um, and K- Kane's came. We know what Kane's like. We've seen him in the Premier League. I've watched. I think I watched his first game with Bayern Munich when they played. Um, and they lost in the when he he signed the same day, and he came on for mm-hmm. the, like, not the, uh, the Super Cup or something. Then yeah, uh, the, when he came in on the right at the end. Boat. Yeah, the Community Shield, yeah. whatever it is. And then, but he scored at the weekend. Every single time I seem to check what their score is and stuff, Kane seems to be on the score sheet. He's a uh, so I'm worried. I'm definitely worried for United tonight. I think it might be a case of damage limitation. Do what you can to prevent the goal difference getting too badly messed up and don't let Kane get a hat-trick, I think is the aim, rather than uh, anything else. Um, so have a look at the other games tonight. Who else have we got? We've got Real Madrid versus Union Berlin. I think that's pretty Real Madrid at home with the way that they've performed so far. Jude Bellingham being an absolute talisman so far. 
he settled straight into the uh, his life at Real Madrid, hasn't he? He's yeah, I think that's. I think as an English fan, that is really exciting, sort of to see an English player balling out at, at one of the biggest teams in the world, um, and sort of leading that team at the minute uh, is really exciting. So um, I'll, I'll be tuning into that one. Yeah, uh, I, I do think. Union Berlin. They had a good season last season. Union Berlin. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I don't think it will be sort of as straightforward as some people expect. But I think at at, at the at Real Madrid's place, that I think that'll be pretty straightforward for them. Yeah, Bernabeu, especially with Jude Bellingham, he might go on the score sheet tonight. You think you probably the way he's yeah, going, hasn't he so. got what's his uh, five goals in five matches so far? So he's. Uh, he hit the ground running at thing. Did you see the rumours of um, uh, Dortmund? They weren't happy with his uh, his mindset. Yeah, he was. I think I might have a problem with Dortmund's mindset and more Jude, uh, Jude Bellingham. I don't know what happened behind closed <laughs> doors, but the things that were reported were uh, that he he had some falling outs, he was shouting at players, he weren't happy with the way the players were performing, but it sounds like a winner to me. And the way that uh, he was in Dortmund's hand last year, weren't it? He didn't play in the last game of the season either, did he? He, uh, he had a, um, I'm not sure if it was an injury or just a little niggle or what it was, but yeah, uh, Dortmund threw it away and... Drew Bellingham's moved on to Pasha's new now. So, what other games are on tonight? Though? I guess a second from Dortmund, we could have a quick discussion about the PSG game last night. Um, mm. I think what I took from it is that PSG, they do look a little bit better without Messi and Neymar there. Yeah, I saw they lost uh, at the weekend, though, didn't I think they? it does. They did, yes. Yeah, they... So... Yeah, it was it that they lost to. Pardon? Uh, it was what day was it that they played? Oh, Nice. They lost three uh, three two to Nice at home as well. Though that's the uh, the worrying thing. They're currently sitting fifth in the um, uh, in Ligue 1 with eight points. They are now three points behind the leaders with a goal difference of four, whereas Monaco have a goal difference of eight. Again, not too worrying times, especially in the French League. I'm sure they'll be able to sort that out pretty quickly. Um, it is also yeah. a very... It's a new team in the um, in PSG. I don't think they have too much to worry about at the moment. They've uh, they brought in a lot of signings with Colo Moani and, and other people such as... Did they bring in Colo Moani? Am I being an idiot? They did, didn't they? No, yeah, they did bring him. Yeah, I think they brought him in on yeah, uh, deadline day, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but they got Goncalo Ramos again, a very good player. Uh Benfica will miss him massively. He's uh he was illustrious for them last season, as well as Scriniar. Yeah, they're they're really they're doing all right, I think. I think they'll be fine, especially in the league. I don't know how they're gonna finish up in the um, the Champions League though. Who do you think comes out top on that in that league? Oh, in that group, sorry. Uh, I, I think I think I would be looking at PSG to come out on top. I think mm. I think uh, sort of looking. At, I watched that uh, AC Milan Newcastle game last night. Um, it was a good result for Newcastle. I think they defended quite resiliently. 
Uh, I think the concern for both sides really is that they couldn't put away chances. Yeah, uh, very much. I mean, AC Milan, I think at, at one point I looked, they had a two, an expected goals of I think two point two point three or something, and to come away with with no goals there was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, but I think for Newcastle going away to the San Siro in your first Champions League game in twenty odd years and coming away with a point. I think is a good foundation to build from for mm. them. So it was AC Milan had 52% possession with a 1.99 expected goals. That is a troubling stat with a a nil nil result. I think if with a 1.99 expected goals, you've got to be scoring really. I mean, there's they had four big chances in the game uh, with four big chances missed as well. So it is it's a worrying stat. At the moment, uh, Giroud not really doing it how he should be up front, especially coming off of a five-one loss to uh, Inter Milan at the weekend. It's it's a troubling look. Now they have to go. They still have to obviously play the rest of the teams in the group. But now Newcastle away is going to be a difficult one. St James's Park is going to be rocking on a Champions League night, um, and I'm not sure. I don't know how they'll fare, but I think it will be PSG first. Newcastle second, maybe them two interchanging, and then AC Milan for the Europa League spot, and possibly Dortmund bottom. I really don't see Dortmund doing that well this season, especially coming off of their their currently fifth or sixth in the Bundesliga. They're, they've had a really slow start to the season and lost Bellingham, obviously. Yeah, lost Bellingham. It was like they're um, they had the three big kind of youngsters, didn't they? Jude Bellingham, Haaland, and then Sancho. And it feels like all three have moved on now. And they're, uh, they've not quite replaced them. Adiemi is definitely a, a prospect. Um, but the rest of the team seems to have, they've not done the same recruitment that they used to do. This team currently is, is quite worrying. With Sabitza, Chan, and Brandt as a midfield, it is a, it's not a Champions League starting midfield, that's for sure. And Daniel Marlin up front with Adiemi. Adiemi is definitely one to watch, but in this team, is he? That's the question. Notable games are either on tonight or yesterday. There's Arsenal coming tonight against PSV. Yeah, Arsenal PSV. Uh, I think I think that group is the most Europa League looking group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal have definitely been nice within that group for sure. Although I do think PSV tonight is a sort of game that we have seen Arsenal slip up in. Well, didn't before. PSV not um, Arsenal at Europa League last season? Wasn't yes, quite possibly. No, weren't they uh, the team I do that... remember they get knocked out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was um, PSV that knocked out uh, Arsenal last season. So you never know, but I think Arsenal back in the Champions League at the Emirates. I don't see any winner except for Arsenal tonight. Yeah. It'd be very worrying for Arsenal if they did go and lose their opening game at home to a team like PSV. They should walk this group realistically. Yeah. It should be a very one, easy one to get out of. But do you see them going deep into the composi- uh, competition or do you think they'll get slipped up by some of the big teams? I think it teams? depends really. Yeah, I think it depends uh, sort of how they prioritise uh, the Premier League, I guess, sort of how mm. how they're doing in the Prem. I think if they're in a title challenge again, that they might then they might 
sort of put the Champions League on the back burners. It depends sort of where they are. I think if, if Man City are running away with it, then the Champions League sort of does become main priority. Um, I also saw that eight of the players that started for Arsenal at the weekend against Everton uh, had only, uh, sorry, never played a Champions League game. So there is definitely a lack of experience within that team, which we know can affect that yeah. squad massively. As we saw last season, towards the end of the season, the pressure starts building up mm-hmm. and there was just a few slip-ups that at this level you, you just can't have. So there will definitely be an interesting watch tonight for sure. I guess outside of that, we can we can have a little dip into the championship. Yep. Uh, there was some interesting results last night. Uh, I think sort of the one that stood out for me was... Sheffield Wednesday, Middlesbrough. I think I think there's two teams that sit 23rd and 24th in the championship at the minute. Yeah, and I think Michael at Middlesbrough is will be sort of in line to be the next manager to be sacked. I think Middlesbrough have had a really poor start to this season. I think outside of the relegated clubs in Leeds, Leicester, and Southampton, they were favourites for promotion yeah. uh, this season. Could have got it last season, and they're not living up. Uh, I think they so they sit rock bottom on two points from twenty one at the minute. Uh, I think they they have lost a lot of key players. They lost uh, Chuba Palm, I think was it to Ajax. Yeah, he scored twenty eight goals last season. Um, they lost Ramsey and Archer. Obviously, they returned from their from their loan spells. I think from Villa, uh, and they haven't really replaced them. Uh, so a lot of goals, a lot of assists that haven't been replaced, and they seem to be suffering from that. They brought in Lati Laff from Atalanta, 24-year-old. He cost £4.3 million. Um, but it's going to take him a while to set into the English League. Uh, I think they brought in is it Lewis O'Brien on loan from Forest. Yeah. He was instrumental when Huddersfield uh, got to the player final. Um, so I think he will be a key player for them. But to be sat where they are uh, after last season, after sort of the pre-season... Uh, hopes for them, I think, is a is a real concern for them, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if if they do change manager too. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at some of the statistics from the game yesterday. One one draw, obviously. Middlesbrough had 62 percent of possession away from home, so they're clearly trying to still play this uh, possession dominant style of football. Problem is, they had um, 0.69 expected goals with. Uh, total shots of 10 and four of them were from outside of the box kind of pop shots that were uh, not really ones you'd expected to score and then the only goal came from within the six yard box so they're not creating big enough chances at the moment there was one big chance yesterday created by uh, Middlesbrough huge amount of passing accuracy of 88% with 579 passes so they're knocking the ball out about really well there's no penetrative passes there's no creating chances. It seems to it's a very worrying start at the moment. They need to seem to break that barrier down in the final third. But from 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 Middlesbrough then to sort of an unlikely title challenger, I guess in in Preston and Ipswich. Uh, yeah, both starting there in you and their winning starts of the season. Uh, sort of as a Leicester fan coming down into the Championship, I was not expecting to be challenging Preston, Preston and Ipswich. Uh, but I think I think Kieran McKenna at Ipswich is doing a brilliant job um, at Ipswich. 
I think I think I think people did expect them to sort of be up there this season, um, but I don't think anybody really expect them to be sort of doing as well as they are. I think it was a big result against a struggling Southampton side last night. They're in a bit of a, a dismal run at the minute, Southampton, yeah, three really defeats struggling. in a row. Uh, After a good start as well. Yeah, they just can't seem to. Yes, yes, they did start well. Um, but they just, they, they, they're intent on passing it out the back and at the minute mm. they don't know they've got the place to do it. Uh, many mistakes. Another mistake last night, I think it was, was it uh, Arrivo last night being caught out uh, sort of in the middle of the park? So yeah. I think Russell Martin... Probably isn't sort of a, under a lot of pressure at the minute. I'm sure he would have been given assurances at the start of the season that he will have time to sort of print his style of play on the team. But I think you know a couple more results, a couple more bad results for him, and he might start to come under a little bit of pressure. Um, obviously, Southampton fans will be expecting them to push for promotion this season and mm. return to the Premier League. Um, I'm not saying that they won't do that, but at the minute, it does look like it needs to be a bit of a change. Um, on the south coast. Yeah, well, yeah, they started off well. It's a long season as well, but the passing out from the back, it's one of them styles of play. You want to play it, it looks beautiful, but it's so risky. You saw the goal against Leicester the other day when they, uh, they were trying to play out from the back. Who scored the first goal, was it, for um, for your lot? Vardo. Was it Vardo? And it was just, it was a mistake from Southampton that was capitalised on, which is... It's all well and good playing this style of football. And when it works, it looks brilliant. But when it doesn't, you you get yourself caught out. My only worry with the style of football within the championship is a very good way of kind of imprinting it and trying to bring it up. But when you come to the Premier League, you look at teams like Burnley, even Luton to an extent, not so much. Um, you've got to be either very lucky or very well put together in order to be able to transfer it from the championship into the Premier League. It's it's a difficult one to uh to carry on over because the teams are just the step up is just enough to uh you really get caught out a lot more and your mistakes are just capitalised on way more. It's it's a difficult style of play to implement from one league to the next. Shall we do as it's still early on in the season and we're uh we've seen a little bit we know what's going on with most teams now but should we do some predictions for the uh. Yeah, for the um, the the rest of the season coming up, see who we think will. Uh, should we say championship winner? Two other teams to come up, and then obviously top four Premier League, Champions League, and FA Cup, something like that. Should we start with the championship? Yes, let's do it. Who? I'll let you start. Yeah, we'll start. Championship, uh, yeah. Uh, so I think for I think the team that will win the league will be Leicester. Uh, I think I was a bit skeptical at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, sort of a bit concerned that we were going to be in the sort of position that Southampton were, that Southampton are. Um, but I think from what I've, what I've seen of us so far, so sort of this start of the season, we have just grind like grinded wins out. Uh, perhaps when we've not been. At our best, uh, I think in this league, that's just what you've got to do. You've got to win your games. Um, I think we're we're doing that at the minute. Uh, I do think outside of that, I expect Leeds to come up with us 
They had a little bit of a wobble at the start of the season, but they were they comprehensively beat Millwall at the weekend. Uh, and I think you look at their squad, they just do look like a team that will get promoted. They've got quality all over the pitch. Um, I think Perot is a brilliant signing. I sort of wanted him at Leicester. Uh, he's sort of hit the ground running as we as we expected he would would after his uh, season at Swansea. Um, and then, sort of from the playoffs, I mean, it is it is it is a lottery in the playoffs. Uh, I would like to see Ipswich come up. I think obviously mm. that Ipswich are a big club, been in the Premier League before, uh, so to have them back in there would be yeah would be good. Uh, Preston as well, obviously, of, and then Preston obviously would be interesting as well because they were one of the original Invincibles, weren't they? Uh, when football didn't exist before the Premier League, um, they they were unbeaten. Um, so having them in the Premier League would be good. I think Southampton also will still be in the mix, uh, and Hull also. I think they look quite sharp at the start of this season. Um, they've brought obviously brought in Liam Delap from Man City on loan. Yeah. Uh, brought in Aaron Connolly. That is a frightening strike force. Uh, they got. Um, I was on two fan as well, who's had a really good start to this season. Uh, so I expect Hull to be in the mix. Obviously, they've been in the Premier League recently as well, so they'll be wanting to get back. Um, I can't remember if you touched... We'll do the relegation uh, teams as well. I think I think Sheffield Wednesday looked like a team yeah. that Damn. almost do relegated already. Um I can't see Middlesbrough staying down there. I do think they'll come up out of it. Yeah, one way or another. Uh, Cardiff, I did have in there at the start of the season, but they are playing quite well. Mm. Um, I think sort of outside of that, I'd look at I'd look at Rotherham uh, as a potential team to go down. And also, I, I, whenever I watch QPR, I'm never too certain that they're, that, that, that they're any good. Um, so I would stick QPR in there as well as a bit of a shock team to go into League One next season. I tend to agree with QPR and Sheffield for sure. I think personally it'll be QPR, Sheffield and Rotherham that will go down. Um, I was actually at the Watford versus QPR game, first game of the season, and QPR looked abysmal. They're, um, I've stepped it up a bit to be fair, but I just don't think the squad's strong enough in order to stay up, to be honest. I, I think they're going to really struggle this season. Um, again, I agree with you. I think Leicester are going to win the league, to be honest. I think they've got the best squad by far. The fact they managed to hold on to half the players is quite a shock. Uh, players like Ricardo Pereira are still at the club. Um, I think that's massive. Uh, Drewsby Hall as well. I'm surprised he wasn't picked up. Whether he's in January is another matter, but I think Leicester will do enough to get her to win the league. And then the other two teams to go up, mm, probably Ipswich and uh, Sunderland or Leeds. I'd go for personally. I think Sunderland will do a bit like they did last season, have a bit of a push it towards the end of the season. They're a huge fan base, and I just I think they'll have a chance coming up. Shall we move on to Premier League? Do you want to start with this one? Yeah, go for it. It's I think it's going to be. A left-wing shout to uh, win the league. I'm going to go with Man City. Uh, 
I just don't see anyone beating Man City, to be honest. It's, it's, they are going to win the league. And it is, I'd love for someone else to do it. Um, I just don't see it happening at this point. Um, they're, they're just unbelievable, aren't they? That coming off of the uh, treble win, winning five games in a row, I think it will be quite comfortable for City to win the league. Um Top four is a lot more interesting. There's a lot of strong teams this season. Um, big credit to teams such as West Ham and Brighton, who seem to be, especially Brighton, they seem to every season they just get a bit better and a bit better. There's going to be some point when they're knocking on the door for the uh, for top four. Um, but I think squad depth always comes into it, especially now they're in the Europa League. They're going to have to rest players. Granted, they rested players against United at the weekend and thumped them still. So maybe De Zerbi, it just is that good. But um, I think I'm going to go City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and then maybe it's my heart rolling my head here, but I'm going to go United fourth. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to... Ange Ball, he's doing an amazing job at Tottenham, but... Squad wise, they've got a very good start at eleven. Just behind on the subs and stuff, I think with a few injuries, they they could really start to capitulate. I might be completely wrong, but I think I think it will be City, then Arsenal, then Liverpool, then United. Um, again, I think Liverpool are a very good team. But we saw how injuries played them last season. Van Dijk was out. Uh, they ended up really struggling. Um, they're another team that squad depth might become a problem. And with if United come back with the players that they've got, I think they might be all right. They've um, Ten Hag said today there was a quote uh, on Sky Sports saying him saying that he um, he doesn't think that he's played his full squad yet for United, especially this season. Um, you can't exactly argue with him. Whether it is an excuse, could be. However, he has... Is it 12, 12 players are out injured at the moment, including two midfielders that you would say would start in Mount and Amrabat. Um, maybe not Mount as much, but Amrabat for sure you'd want him in the squad. Um, they've had Varane out already. Both fullbacks in Wambasaka and Shaw that you would say would be starting fullbacks. So I think once United start to bring back the players that are out injured, we don't know whether Anthony or Sancho, whether they will come back sort of thing. It's impossible to say right now. The, um, but I think United will be right. There's just a few things that need to go on behind the scenes before that can happen. So what do you think? Yes, I think I'd agree that Man City will probably walk the league again uh, and quite possibly the Champions League as well. Um I do think, though, that Tottenham are going to be in there and I'm even going to put them as high up a second. Uh, I do think they are genuine title contenders. Mm. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, uh, as a Leicester fan, um, they do look good. Uh, it is a new Tottenham side and I think that, that game at the weekend, I mean, how many times have we seen Tottenham lose that game? Yeah. Uh, and to show the sort of, sort of, to win that game sort of in added time is, is, is amazing obviously they've they, they've just done a had the brace uh in the in the manager of the month and the player of the month in madison and Ange. uh i think sort of 
you know, I watched Madison loads last season, obviously. Um, we sort of all saw it at Leicester. He was doing this week in, week out. Um, mm. sort of now he's gone to Tottenham, it has sort of blown up a little bit more. Uh, but he is a brilliant player, Madison. Um, and he is integral to the way to this, this new Tottenham side are playing. Uh, I think you touched on them not having the squad. Uh, I think I would agree with that. But what I would say to counter that is that they're out of the Carabao Cup mm. uh, and they're not in Europe. No, yeah, no European football. Yeah. Really, at the minute, they've only really hugely beneficial um, as well. So I think that will go. I also wanted to put in a point about Chelsea. I think it all looks barren at Chelsea. It looks awful, but I think they'll be all right. They they might. I don't know if they'll get top four. I doubt it. Um, I think the squad's too new. Top six, top seven, maybe get themselves back into a European competition. However, I do think Pochettino is a brilliant manager. He uh, struggled hugely at PSG, but he um, he had a team full of kind of egos. It was very much every uh, manager that went there struggled in some way or another. It's a a real cauldron. Uh, you you don't. It's not a place you want to go to uh, progress your career as a manager, really. Um, and he has. Uh, taken over a very young squad. It's a, it's a squad that's going to take time to develop under his coaching. And I think he'll be all right, to be honest. I don't know. I don't think they'll get top four or anything crazy like that. But I do think they'll push on a bit from last season. I do think Poch is a very good manager. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that uh, completely, really. Uh, they do look like they're in a bit of trouble at the minute, Chelsea. They didn't look good against Bournemouth. Uh, they look like a team that's sort of lacking responsibility. Uh, too many sideways passes, no sort of creative intent, a lack of incision uh, in the final third. Um, they still are, you know, they've spent God knows how much amount of money and they still look like a team that's crying out for a proper number nine to put them in there. Um, it baffles me that they haven't really signed. I know they signed Jackson, but he's sort of come in and missed God knows how much big chances um, so I think it, it is a concern for Chelsea but like you say I wouldn't I don't think there's any better manager really to to, to guide them out of this sort of rut uh, I think Poch is a brilliant manager um, he, he, he knew coming into the job that he was going to have a massive job on his hands um, and he's, he's quite quickly seen that he does I think I think the main concern for Chelsea is that they have got these players on long contracts. Yeah. They need them to come good. Uh, I'm not saying that they won't, but they sort of are heavily reliant on that. Um, but like you said, I, do, I don't think Chelsea will be in the top four race this season. Um, but I would say that they will be looking at trying to nail down a place in the conference or in the Europa League. Who did you have as your top four then, sorry? Uh, so, yes, I had Man City, Tottenham, and then rounding it out, I think I would go with Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah. I think Man United, they might get in there, but I think they will just narrowly miss out, might slip into fifth. Okay. I think I think, I think Newcastle and Brighton, although they've, the, the, although Brighton have started well, whether it is just sort of, sort of looking back, I just can't see them getting into the top four. Um, I think they'll be looking good for Europa League again this season. I mean... It will, it will be interesting to see how they do juggle juggle the league and the Europa League. But I mean, there's no saying that Brighton can't go and win the Europa League. Yeah. Um, I think you perhaps Liverpool in there with them. I think on on their day, Brighton can definitely beat Liverpool. So 
be very interesting this year because the Champions League changes this year, doesn't it? Depending on how the um, the teams do. Uh, so say that there's three English teams in the uh, the semi-finals and the final. Well, obviously not in the final, but in three English teams in the semi-final of the Champions League, all of a sudden that fifth place becomes a Champions League spot, which changes the whole dynamic, really. Um and uh, there'll be a lot of teams going for that fifth place spot in case uh, there's English teams within there. The, um, so I think a lot of teams will be looking out at their English opponents this year and kind of hoping they do well in the Champions League purely off the fact that there's a chance they might squeeze into uh, that fifth place spot and get Champions League themselves. So it'll be an interesting Yeah, I think that is a good point. Um, yeah. And I think you would expect England to get that extra coefficient spot. Mm. Um, I think you expect an English team to be sort of in the last stages of every competition. Yeah. I think I'd even have Villa as a potential winner of the Conference League. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and Brian, yeah, you would expect that we would get up there for Europa League with, Liv- with mm-hmm. Liverpool and some really strong teams. I think it's quite evident the. Uh, yeah, the the comparison with the Premier League and other like leagues nowadays with the uh, you look at the European competitions and you don't look too far past uh, English teams to win all of them to be honest um, I am going to be controversial and completely contradict myself now and say that I think Real Madrid are going to win the Champions League um, after uh, after saying that English teams are the uh, the teams to watch but I just think Real Madrid are built for that. We've still got Ancelotti. He loves that competition. Um, Signings like uh, Bellingham, he's just... I think he's really moulded into that squad. They've, they're very much built for the Champions League and they always have been built for the Champions League and you can never write them off. So I'm going to make him a shout and say that I think Real Madrid will win the Champions League purely because I do not want City to win it. For a second time in a row, uh, and I'm hoping City only win the league this year, which is what I think will happen. What about you? Are you going to go City now? Uh, um, I think uh, I can't. I, I do find it hard to look past City. Uh, they just sort of do look formidable at the minute. Um, I think I do think Real Madrid will be up there again, uh, and I think. Perhaps slightly a bit of a left field shout, um, and this might be completely reactionary, but I am going to stick Barcelona in the mix again. Wow! Yeah, five nil win yesterday. It's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. they just they do they, they look like they've got a squad now that can that can challenge. Uh, I think Lewandowski is obviously getting older, but you know he's a he's a quality player. Mm. He, he will finish loads. Um, but they've made some good signings, some smart signings that. Barcelona haven't really been doing over the past couple of seasons. Um, obviously, signing Jao Cancelo. I mean, where's it all gone wrong for Jao Cancelo? Yeah, he was... Um, you fall out of Pep and your whole career goes down the drain. Just ask Joe Hart. He, uh, yeah. He'll tell anyone better. Than yeah. It's, yeah, you, uh, if you don't yeah. get on Pep got here, um, you do get thrown about the place. But, as well as Jao Felix. Yes, Joe he Felix. Was, yeah. He seems to revitalise his career. Fine, yeah. He was I he was one of the one yeah. one Chelsea player that I was impressed with last season. Obviously I watched him a handful of times. I can't say I watched too many Chelsea games. They weren't the most exciting team last season. But he um 
he was very good. He he scored goal late against United when we beat him four one. Um, I'd have liked to see him come to United, but I think Barcelona might be a good fit. He got two goals yesterday against Antwerp. He he seems to be real settled in at home. But yeah, he's, now he's not being plagued by the anti football of uh of Atletico Madrid. It's I think he'll do all right this season. Yeah. But. And then also they've obviously signed uh Gundogan, who's yeah, you know, a born winner, obviously off the back of the winning season. Yeah. I think that's another smart signing. I mean you mix mix all that experience of Lewandowski and um Gundogan with the sort of raw young talent of the likes of Javi and Pedri and, and Balde at left back. Um I think they could be quite a force. I mean I'm not saying that they they are gonna go and win it. I, I do think Man City will win it. Um but I mean, Barcelona have been abysmal in Europe over the last couple of seasons. I do think that this season they will sort of start to step back where they're meant to be. Yeah, tend to agree. Well, we seem to be going for quite a while now. So, should we call it a wrap? Have you got anything to shout out at the end? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Um, obviously, sort of a lot of football on at the minute. Um, but we will sort of preview the weekend's game a bit late, later in the later in the week. Yeah, that'll be Friday, won't it? Try and get it out yes. on Friday. Um, don't forget to follow the socials. What are the socials, Jason? So we've got a Twitter, which is at Tiki Taka Pod, um, and a TikTok, which is Tiki Taka Football Pod, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then obviously this podcast will go up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, hopefully. But everyone will know that because how else would they be listening? Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and have a good evening. Hope you all enjoy the uh, Champions League games. And thank you.